This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to share with you Stranger in a Strange Head, Imposter Syndrome. Welcome to part five of my Worldcon Conzealand panel write-ups. The panelists for the titular panel were Cassie Hart as moderator, Curtis Chen, Ash Charlton, Margot Atwell, and Grant Stone. I know, I know. I've dealt with imposter syndrome before. I've even hit panels on imposter syndrome before. But you know, every con I go to is full of amateurs and professionals suffering imposter syndrome. Also, Google just reassured me that I am spelling imposter correctly, at least this time. Um, E-R or A. OR is correct. So this panel didn't have a description, but you know, the title basically says it all. Before we get into my notes though, let's talk about what is imposter syndrome. We need to make sure that we're all working off of the same definition. So imposter syndrome, according to Wikipedia, is also known as imposter phenomenon imposterism, fraud syndrome, or the imposter experience. And it is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud, i.e. me right now. In other words, it's that feeling that people think that you are better than you know you are and that you don't deserve to be where you are. Now, in the writing world, no matter what path you take, you can always feel not good enough. For the writer wannabe, just finishing your first manuscript can seem like that step that'll make you feel like a quote, real writer. <clears throat> For the querying writer, getting that agent. For the writer out on submission with or without an agent, getting the publisher to sign that contract. For the writer publishing either way, traditional or indie, holding that first copy of that published book or getting that first sale, and then getting that next sale, and then earning those big bucks, winning that award. There is always going to be something bigger to strive for before you feel like you can call yourself a real writer or a writer who's made it. So let's talk about things that can trigger imposter syndrome. Confession, the beginning of this panel was kind of hilarious. When you attend a panel, the first thing that the panelists do is introduce themselves and discuss their credentials to be on the panel. How does one list one's accomplishments to prove that they belong to be on the panel without disproving their own imposter status? It proved for many of them, a rather strong cognitive dissonance experience. Holding two opposing beliefs in your head is hard. So 
First trigger, proving you belong on an imposter syndrome panel. Am I an imposter at being an imposter? Uh, second trigger, sharing your work with others. They could judge it. Third trigger is actually external validation from people you know. They're just being kind. One panelist used to find, feel like an imposter because he is gay, and now he feels like an imposter because he is a cis white man. What can he say about the human condition? And possibly starting to write a new book. What if last time was a fluke? What if you've lost the touch? And finally, comparing yourself to others in the room. That last one can be insidious, especially, especially in this day and age of social media. One of the things it is best to remember is that most people share their wins, their successes, and when they do share their struggles, they're often sanitized or framed in a look what I overcame sort of way, except the doom scrolling. You are comparing your real self your real life with all its ups and downs and playing phone games until 5 a.m. in the morning, um, comparing that you to others on their best day when they're all ready for it, wearing their best dress and their face all made up. So many of those overnight successes have been working hard, hustling, and practicing their craft for a decade or more. So let's talk ways to mitigate imposter syndrome. Now, when applying for jobs, studies have shown that men typically apply to jobs when they meet at least 60% of the listed skills, women when they meet 100%. Remember that the best way to reach the moon is to shoot for the stars and miss. Now, this list of tips to help you deal with imposter syndrome is long, so hopefully something in here will resonate for you. Tip one, meet and interact with the people you're comparing yourself to, if you can. You find out that they're real people with their own foils and foibles. 3D people are less intimidating than best um, tips. So second, remind yourself why you're in their company and that you are qualified to be there. Third, ask yourself, who taught you that you weren't as good as the others? Are they actually someone whose judgment you trust? Fourth, as an author, 95% of the authors around you have been there with imposter syndrome or they are there right now. And most of them are sweet and friendly and helpful and welcoming. Five, while we all think we're nobody next to somebody, we are all somebody next to someone. That one's a little tricky. Next, remember the way you see yourself is not how people see you. And in this day and age, Remember that text communication isn't the same as video, isn't the same as in person. Someone who seems terse and judgy might just stink at texting or have really bad bandwidth or, you know, the laundry is going in the next room. Next, 
there's always someone ahead of you, but there's always someone behind you. You need to consider which axis you're judging and remember that your path to success isn't necessarily linear. A writing career bingo is much better than a line and no two paths are the same. Next, play to your own strengths. Don't chase someone else's success. While external validation can help, it's very unhealthy and codependent. Finding joy in your work helps. What lights you up and makes you want to do it? Fighting imposter syndrome when all else fails, power poses. Literally, they can help stimulate your brain in helpful ways. I kind of got a little jolt right then. Um, Another tip, you can try finding a song that resets or recenters your brain. Maybe not necessarily one that peps you up, just one that helps you find that peace. Another tip, dress in a way that makes you look confident. Snazzy bow ties, bright hair, business cheek. Maybe you wanna try to use a pen name and channel that alter ego and make it all the best parts of yourself. It's still you, it's still authentic, but it's just the aspects that you want the world to see. To fight imposter syndrome, remember to separate who you are from what you do. Just existing, just being you makes you worthwhile without accolades. Another tip, Think about the expectations and next steps or goals and see if these are actually things you want or just what seemed like the next step. If you want them or if you want something else entirely, figure out the steps to get you there and take them. Another tip to fight imposter syndrome, when you step outside of your comfort zone, Acknowledge it and give yourself credit for trying. Have friends and family who encourage and support you and push you to grow. If you don't have anyone that's supportive, find better friends. Seriously, we're out here. Although you have to reach out. So next tip, you can opt to the, um, Opt out of the pressure to make your hobby a hustle. Write for yourself and enjoy the hobby and share it if you want. So in the day job world, there's a spot usually about three months into a job where many people know exactly how much they don't know and they're struggling. Pushing past it, they often find that they're competent at their jobs. With writing, you keep promoting yourself and you're going to struggle every time you advance. Be patient and work through it. Next tip, be your own friend. This one gets a little recursive. Tons of people are far more empathetic with others than they are with themselves. And be empathetic with yourself if you're not good at this at first. 
It takes practice and you wouldn't write off a friend for being bad at being empathetic to themselves. Yeah, recursive. Next, this one you've seen me do, set your goals as things you can control, not things reliant on someone else. How much you work rather than whether or not you get rejections. And finally, if all else fails, own it. Pretend to be the person they think you are or fake it till you make it. Be the best imposter imposter. So they shared a cup, each shared their favorite quote or mantra. One, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. Ground yourself in things that fill you up. You have no control who lives, who dies, who tells your story, Hamilton. Bleep you, honey. You're lucky to have me. So those are four quotes. Pick your mood. If you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be ready for feedback. And rejection is a form of feedback, but it's also a form of progress. You've had the idea, you've put it on paper, maybe you finished the piece and sent it out. When you get that rejection, you can just send it right back out to someone else. Clearly not back at the person who just rejected. They're not always saying no hard stop. Often they're saying not right now, but keep going. Don't self reject. If you work hard and keep at it, you're going to keep getting better and keep getting closer to that next stage in your career, however you define it. So if you've fought imposter syndrome, share how you've overcome it, or at least how you fought back. Let me know in the comments below. Also, I wanted to let you know we are in Preptober because NaNoWriMo is coming. So if you are interested, I will be doing a live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Sundays for the rest of the month, showing how one planter goes through her process. Um, this week, I'm going to be talking about um, how to outline when you're not a planner. Next week is going to be world creation or world building. And the last week is going to be character creation. So tune in then. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. Um, I also am doing live stream write-ins. So if you are working on your writing, feel free to join me Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And I'm usually around for about two hours. I usually chat, interact with people in the chat um as well and we do 20 minute writing sprints or editing sprints or do the dishes sprints or knitting sprints bring your crafts hang out it's a lot of fun and that's all for today thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends it goes a long way towards helping people find me and I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.